show, folks. <laughs> you keep not saying. All right. You made me so self-conscious about it. Good. I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I brought some uh, perspective to your life. You're welcome for that. Good morning. Good morning. It's morning now. I am not a morning person. You, the more we do this in the morning, the more I realize <laughs> you're not a morning person. I, I am like a grumpy bulldog in the morning. I am not a morning person. I called your ass like three times just to let me in the door. I woke up on the third ring. <laughs> or the third, the third attempt, I woke up. You got in. Yeah, but it was a struggle. Yeah, for me, I was schlepping around the house. I had on my flip-flops. I make all kinds of noise that you, now that you pointed out. You know? And we've talked cool. about this before, but I'm a morning person. Mm-mm. I love drinking this coffee. And you do make some good pour over I coffee. I make good man. coffee, right? Yeah. I make good coffee. It's very interesting flavor. Oh, so these are uh, the coffee beans again from my friend. He, mm. he brewed some more coffee. Gave me another batch. Is which it a is, different which, bean? No, this is the same bean that you had before. Remember I said I, I didn't yeah. uh, measure it. I just like eyeballed it. So now not, I didn't measure this one either. I just eyeballed it again, but I didn't cut the grain. So uh, I didn't grind the grain so fine. I, I made them coarse. Mm. So, you know, the water can run through. And uh, this is full body flavor right here, baby. I like it. Yeah. I, and I have another bag. That I just got from my friend uh, Monday. And it's just, you know, gassing off right now. It'll be ready in like another day. You're like a fucking chemist over. I know. It's fun. <laughs> I'm fucking excited about coffee. Coffee beans. So if there's a coffee place that wants to sponsor us, go to askablackeye.com. Uh, you can go in the comments or get our contact info. And like, hey, we want to sponsor you. Look, Slim and I drink coffee all the time. And we don't drink bullshit coffee. We go with, like, top quality, you know, good coffee. So, that's what it is. Go to askablackout.com. Oh, and for the listeners, askablackout.com. Go to the comments. Send in the comments. We got a ton of comments and ton of topics. A ton of topics to get to today. Uh, Also, go fund me. Go donate. So we can buy some equipment. Yeah, we need some new mics. Yeah, our mics are terrible. I'm not uh, thrilled with them. I think if we got some better mics, it would up our game a lot. And it probably wouldn't have picked up the last episode when I was trying to whisper across and I was talking about no, a certain thing. And I heard, black dicks. <laughs> you just didn't whisper it. And you were right on mic. I thought I whispered it. Did you listen to it? Yeah, it was hilarious. Did you go back into it? <laughs> So, yeah, that was funny. Uh, so, before we get started, we have to address an error that we made. I, we made? I mean, yeah, I'll, t- I'll take some ownership. And, yeah, yeah. But your ass fucking Googled it. <laughs> yeah, and I Googled the wrong thing. <laughs> Whatever. So, uh, we were talking about um, the character TC in Magnum P.I. It was how, my how slim first interaction with a black guy. Ever? Yeah, so basically to, to slim all black people look alike. So that's basically the same because we were trying to figure <laughs> out the actual name of the guy 
and I and I said what I said Carl Withers, right? Carl Withers, yeah. Who was who was uh, who played Apollo Creed and Rocky? Yeah. And I don't know why, and he just stuck out to me. And so I was like, I love that dude. I do love Carl Withers. Carl Withers, but in the back it. of my head, I was like, I don't know if that's right. I'm gonna roll with this though. But because I wasn't sure. All black people look alike. It's a slim. <laughs> he didn't correct me. It so. was a, a common theme on that episode, apparently. <laughs> Still alive and well. <laughs> yeah. uh, who was it? It was uh, Mosley? Roger Mosley. Roger Mosley. Yeah. So we're making an official Ask a Black Guy correction. Roger Mosley, we're sorry. Carl Withers, we're sorry. See? Real men apologize. Own our mistakes. There you go. People need to do that more. Accountability. Accountability. I know. Speaking of accountability, if there's any accountability places out there that want to sponsor our podcast, <laughs> like Whiteout. <laughs> Whiteout. I don't know. You gotta. You make a mistake. You gotta. You know. Oh, accountability. See? I like it. See Plus, Whiteout. Out. Get it? What? Ask a black guy. Black white. Whiteout. Like white out, like out of the show. Yeah, sure. Like white you out of the show? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Oh, because it's black. As yeah. a black guy, white out. Yeah, the yin and the yang. Yeah. Mm. No, that was a stretch. Right. I like it though. I mean, I, I mean, I go. I don't want to stunt your creativity. I want to promote that. <laughs> so, so go. I'm, I'm done. It's over. So you got? It's all one I have. Hit, one hit a quitter, huh? Actually, we did get our first sponsor. Oh, we did the other day. Yeah, yeah we and did. If you listen to episode eight. It's the first time we've uh, recorded an ad. We. Well, yeah. We. I, I coached you. You left me. Th- you threw me to the wolves. <laughs> How else are you gonna learn? It was my first time. I had to, I had to delete it like eight times. It wound up being a two minute commercial instead of like a thirty second spot. I tried to YouTube like. How to do radio commercials. I sound like a weirdo. I thought it was pretty good for a first attempt. I'll take it, but it was, it was rough. So anyhow, our first sponsor was Oh Brother. Oh Brother, yeah. Philadelphia, Old City. Two, oh, 206 Market Street, 19106. I remember that from the commercial. <laughs> it's a delicious sandwich spot in Philly. Bro, listen, so I, I've never been there. I mean, I, I walked back and forth before, and, and I've never been there. And when you told me there were sponsors, and you asked me to do the commercial, I said, listen, I've never been there before, so I don't, I don't know. So, and I was going to go try it. And I told you, I said, listen, if I go try it and the food tastes like shit, I'm not doing the commercial. 100%. You're doing it. Yeah, and we're not going to fucking do it. Because mm-hmm. I will refuse to put my name behind something that no. was terrible. Or it wasn't, or if it, not terrible, but if it wasn't up to my standards, especially when it comes to food, I wasn't going to put my name behind it. But when I bit into that cheesesteak, that shit was delicious. And you could tell they used like fresh ingredients. Like it was really good, man. Mm-hmm. Like really good. Like I have a place in the city where I thought it was like the best cheesesteak place. And I would tell people all the time, and I'm about to replace it with Old Brother because it was I- that good. And I'm not, and I'm not just saying it because they were a sponsor. They were fucking delicious. I've been talking about them for a couple of years now as being one of the better cheesesteak spots in the city. Yeah, well, I know got- it sounds crazy. They're new to the scene, 
You've only mm-hmm. been around for, I don't know, maybe three years now? Yeah. Can't, I can't remember exactly when they opened. But uh, the first time I went in there and had a sandwich, uh-huh. sold. Dude, places, they got places. their shit together. Yeah. Together. I walked in. I literally asked the guy. I didn't want him to know who I was. They didn't know we were sponsoring them. Mm-hmm. Or they were sponsoring us. Undercover and they didn't boss. know who I was. Huh? You just went in. Yeah, I just went in. I asked the guy, I said, listen, man, what do you, what do you guys special, specialize in? He was like, oh, we specialize in cheesesteaks. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, give me a cheesesteak. He's like, how do you want it? I'm like, how do you normally do it? He's like, oh, ketchup, mayo, fried onions, blah, 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 um, American cheese, whatever. I'm like, all right, good. Give me that. I'm like, what else you got? He's like, oh, we got french fries, too. I'm like, oh, what kind of french fries? And he goes down his list. He's like, I said, what do you suggest? He's like, oh, um, the truffle fries. I'm like, truffle fries? What the fuck? Is, like, I've heard of truffles, mm-hmm. but when I hear of truffles, I hear fancy-ass restaurants, you know, whatever. But, dude, they had some uh, garlic parm, truffle french fries. It had this little dip with it. It was really good. It's legit. I broke my diet just to just to test it, just to do it for a commercial. So, for the fans, I broke my diet for the fans. I had to. That's do it for sacrifice. you, though, do it for you guys. It's nothing but love. And I'm glad I did. It was fucking good. It was really good. So. But it hurt your run. Uh, Yeah, it hurt my run a little bit. Yeah. It hurt my run a little bit. But it was good. I mean, I got my run together, but it still was good. Uh, I'll tell you what else hurt my run. I got them two ice cream sandwiches I had yesterday. <laughs> you weak motherfucker. <laughs> uh, bro, I was in celebratory mode. Mm. So. No discipline. No, I mean it wasn't no discipline. I'm, I made the conscious decision that I was going to celebrate a personal victory, and I had a little more like a cheat day, which I don't like doing anymore. Because now my weight went back up like eight thing. pounds. It's not a real thing. No, I don't like it. Don't do it. I'm off of it now. I got it out of my system. I'm refocused. You know. Forged in the fires of Morador. I don't know. I, what, why are you looking at me weird? You like Lord of the Rings? You know what? So yes. So uh, the you don't first lose time your I saw for that. No, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because <laughs> Lord of the Rings came out. I think I was in high school, 2002, and I didn't watch it till my freshman year in college, which is like. 2000, that summer of 2002, 2003. And um, one, one of my roommates was watching it and, and they were like, oh, you want to watch Lord of the Rings? I'm like, ah, nerd fucking movie. I don't want to watch that. But, you know, we were cool, so we all sat there and watched it. It was like six of us. We sitting there watching it and I'm watching it. And if you remember how Lord of the Rings goes off the first movie, they go, like it was all of, all this action throughout the entire movie and then it just ends with these two assholes in the middle of a lake on a boat. I'm like, what? That's it? That's it? What? Where's the rest of it? Where's the rest of it? And I was instantly hooked. And I've been fucking rocking with Lord of the Rings ever since. And you know who's my motherfucking boy? Legolas. That motherfucker is a beast with the goddamn bow and arrows. The goddamn elf. Yeah. That motherfucker's no joke. No joke. And I am, yes, I am a fan of Lord of the Rings. I am hooked. I mean, I'm not like... Um, extreme about it like I don't have the action figures I don't go to Comic Con and dressed up and shit but that was a good series 
and I really enjoyed it. Plus, I like a lot of sci-fi shit. You know? Yeah, I, uh, I remember in high school, too, when that came out, and the thing to do was to get real fucked up and go to the movies and watch it. <laughs> what, like drinking? Drinking. Whatever. Dude, I didn't start drinking until I got to college. Really? Yeah. I didn't really what? drink. No. Wow. I, I didn't... I had my first drink... Uh, I probably shouldn't say this, but like my senior year, and I think my cousin had took me to a bar in Philly. And my first drink was a I bought a Heineken and a Thug Passion. Don't ask me what was in the Thug Passion. If you're from the hood, you know what a Thug Passion is. But that's what I had: a Thug Passion and a Heineken. Wait, that's a common drink. It, apparently, it was in two thousand one, two thousand two. Where was this? I was in some little bar on Oyuk Road back in Philly. Hmm. Yeah. So, and you that's a Heine and a Thug Passion. Yeah. That was the first time you ever drank. Yep. And you were with your dad, you said? No. 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 Fuck no. My dad don't drink. My dad wouldn't take me to a little goddamn bar. I was with my cousin. Ah, uh, sorry. I might have been thinking about the story in my head while you were talking about your story. What the fuck? Oh, your dad gave you your first drink? Yeah. What was it? I was young. <laughs> <laughs> Crack, Budweiser, Schletz slid across the table. Well, the old man trained me at a very young age, mm-hmm. like three, to mm-hmm. go get him Budweiser's out of the fridge so he didn't have to get up off the couch. Just go get him a Budweiser, bring it into him. Nice. That's, that was my job. That's legit. But, uh, yeah, we were in New York City on a trip. And I was pretty young, maybe 15, 16 mm-hmm. years old. I was a shot out, 16-year-old, though. I looked pretty old. I probably could have walked in a bar and got served. <laughs> oh. I look old as fuck now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I walked into a bar in New York, like a hole-in-the-wall type bar. Uh-huh. Old man got me a Budweiser. Nice, at the bar. Yeah. Nobody questions it. Nah. it nice. You know, New York City, in like a hole-in-the-wall bar. Nobody it's cares. funny because I'm thinking about taking my daughter to the range and teaching her shooting now. She's 13. I feel like it's, that's a good age. Yeah, it's about right to take her in, show her some stuff, just to get her comfortable with it. Got to get her comfortable with a firearm. I used to tell her all the time, like, uh, you know, not to touch my guns and stuff like that. And she she knows I lock them up stuff like that. But I used to ask her, and she and I and I tell her, and then even when people come over, I uh, come in and like, babe. What's the rules about my guns? She's like, don't touch them. I'm like, what happens if you touch them? She's just like this. She's like, you'll rip my arms off my body and beat me with them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She knows. But yeah, I think it's time. uh, I'll probably take it to the range. Yeah, you got to take the mystery and fascination away from the firearm. Mm -hmm. I did that with my daughter, very young age. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't do that, they're going to want to see it and touch Mm -hmm. it. Like anything else, you tell your, you tell, you tell your kid, hey, don't touch that. Mm-hmm. We don't give an explanation why. What's the first fucking thing they're going to go do? They're going to go touch that thing when you're not around. You know? Yeah, no shit. So, uh, I, I just made her, you know, feel very comfortable with it. It's good. Way, it's not a big deal. I think I'm going to get like a 380. Something small. Yeah, something small. Let her go shoot yeah. it. Yeah. Or start with a rifle or something. I thought about rifle, but the, what I learned about rifle. Like a 22. If you start with rifles, people who start with rifles have a harder time going to handguns. 
But people who start with handguns have a easier time switching into rifles. Because the rifle's a heavier gun, it forces you to have more of a stable platform. And when you get to a handgun, it's just it's just a handgun, and there's so much more kick on a handgun than there's that's true the rifle. Yeah, yeah. So transitioning from a rifle to handgun is harder than transitioning from a handgun to a rifle. Okay, that's what I've noticed from what I've seen people shooting. So, are you a good shot? I'm a very good shot. Like my grouping is still not like you know all in like a a quarter inch, three inch diameter. My grouping is more like a five to six inch diameter. But that's like 25 yards. I'm a good shot. I'm a really good shot. I can hit. I, I can hit things from a long ways away. I actually want to take like a sniper training course. So I want. What kind of like gun you use? A week or two. You got those big, like bare hands. I use a. Um, I use a. Well, I use multiple guns, but my gun that I my go to is a Sig Sauer, two two nine P two two nine, full size. I like it. Mm-hmm. And I changed the uh, <clears throat> the grip to the, um, uh, what's the, uh, what's the name of the grip? The, uh, the whole grip? Yeah, the whole grip. I like the whole grip. Mm-hmm. I have very dry hands. So, like the other grips, the gun, it, it jumps around in my hand when I fire because it, it grinds against my dry skin. But the whole grip just sits it into my hand. It doesn't go anywhere. You have, have dry hands? And calluses. I have dry hands and calluses. So, if you put it on that... That other background, you know, they they came with that one background that had like the um, kind of like sandpaper. It just rubs against my hand and it jumps, like even when I'm holding it. But the whole grip just sits, doesn't go anywhere. So I put whole grips on all my firearms. It's like a rubber, yeah, rubbery feel, thick rubber, sticky, sticky rubber. I put it on my handguns. I put it on my ARs. If I can put it on my shotguns, I put it on my shotguns. I put them on. Is that why you always smell like fucking cocoa butter? No, fuck you, cocksucker. I don't... Oh, can I say that? Yeah, we can say that. It's my show. <laughs> you can say whatever you want. <laughs> I just feel like that was so hard, though. <laughs> you, you always think black people say, like... It was a guttural reaction. <laughs> yeah, you always think black people smell like cocoa butter. That's all you've been saying for years. You smell like cocoa butter. Why, why would the whole grip have anything with me saying... Oh, because of the lotion, I guess? Well, you said you had dry hands. I'm wondering if you put cocoa butter hands. on your hands. I mean, if it's in the lotion, it's in the lotion. I've been telling you that for years, so. I know, you're being very racist about it. <laughs> That's racist? <laughs> it's stating Black effect. people and cocoa butter. I never said black people, I said you. You smell like cocoa Am butter. Am I black? I said you smell black like cocoa butter. Black people and cocoa butter. <laughs> uh, that's, that's what I sound like? I don't know, I gotta come up with some kind of impression of you. I don't have one yet. Mm. After 10 years, you thought I would have one. Mm. I would have thought so, too. I never really mocked you. I mean, I talk shit about your ears, but I never really mocked you. Yeah. It's a whole other level of insult. I mean, I literally talk shit to your face. <laughs> like, but I never, I never really mocked you. Well, dang. Do you uh, ever talk shit behind my back? Um, I don't think so. No. I don't, I don't, see, I don't feel like I can't tell you shit, so I can literally curse you the fuck out and not feel bad about it. <laughs> right. Like... No, I never talked shit behind your back, ever. Never I mean, I've told to the story about how you introduced yourself as your your first name, and I thought it was mm. your last name, and I called you a dick for that. And then but I found that was out later. We even knew each other. Yeah, I mean, I, but I, I've told that story over the years. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I ever said. But I don't think I ever talked shit about you. You don't really give me a reason to either. 
You know what's a good story? What? Me at spin.com. <laughs> so this asshole. <laughs> so one day I'm I'm at work, he walks up to me. This is during when like all like it was big to download like music, like on LimeWire and all that stuff like that. Actually, this was list. This is like what 2010 ish, uh, 12 probably. Was it that late? 2011, 2012. Yeah, all right. So, when everybody was still downloading music and MP3s, this is when MP3s players were starting to get big. And he goes, Hey, man, I got this new. Site you can download all this music at and it's, and it's great. I'm like, oh, what is it? He goes, it's it's me at spin dot com. My dumb ass is writing it down. So I'm like, all right, cool, I'll check it out. One day goes by, two days go by. Comes back, hey man, did you did you did you go listen to the site? I'm like, no, nah, I haven't had time to slow down. So you know, I'll get to it. And at this time, I didn't have a TV. So I had a projector, and I hooked my TV up to the projector, and I hooked my, t- my, my uh, computer up to the projector, too, and I would just shoot it against the wall. And then I didn't have a screen. I just shot it against a white wall. So my TV was, like, literally 10 feet by fucking 10 <laughs> feet. So one day I'm actually going into the website that he's talking about, and if you don't know, it's not me at spin.com. It's fucking meatspin.com. M-E-A-T-S-P-I-N dot com. And I fucking click on it. And it's it's a fucking... This is how weird this fucking pervert is. It's a fucking... <laughs> and my... I got I just got to set this here. I have a projector that is projecting onto my wall 10 feet by 10 feet. Right? So it's a fucking... The website is nothing but... I don't even want to fucking this. It's this fucking. Uh, it's hard to describe. It's no, it's not hard. It's 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 a dude bouncing on another dude's, you know, unit like he's getting railed in the ass, while the other dude that's bouncing it's horrible cock is just fucking helicoptering on a whole fucking screen, and it was at like so. I'm looking like what the fuck, and it's this this fucking nine foot dick just swinging around on my goddamn wall because it's on a fucking projector, and this asshole is just sitting there <laughs> laughing just his, like hysterically. So I felt violated. I immediately cut it down, and I went to work the next day, and he goes, "Hey," I'm like, "You fucking dick." He goes, "What?" I'm like. I can't believe you did that to me, cause now I feel I need I need my revenge now, cause now I feel violated. He goes, "What do you mean?" I said, "Bro, I went to meatspin.com or meatspin.com," and he starts fucking laughing. I said, "Bro, my daughter was in the room and she saw that, and she said, Daddy, what is that? Why are they doing that?'" And I had to explain to her for twenty minutes. What she just saw, and how he just violated my daughter, and he stopped laughing <laughs> immediately. <laughs> he goes, "Oh man, I'm I'm so sorry. I, I I didn't even think about that. I wouldn't even I would have never told you to do that." 
And I let that ride for a good 20 fucking minutes before I told this cocksucker that I was lying because he was a fucking dick for setting me up. But on the other hand, I am glad that you told me about that because you know how many people I made that their homepage when they go to open their computers and, and uh, go click on the internet? That's the first thing that pops up. Yeah. <laughs> that was going around like wildfire. I'm sure some people would even remember that. Uh, I yeah. got you, taken with it. Like somebody got me with it. That, and that's how I found out about it. And so it just goes on and on. Oh, that was hilarious. I got you. The other funny part about that is on the website, it has like a counter. Uh-huh. So every time it helicopters. No. It's got, it goes one, two, three, four. Oh. <laughs> I, I didn't even watch it long enough to notice that. I cut it down immediately. It's such a horrible website. I wonder if it's still on. <laughs> I was just thinking. <laughs> I was like, you fucking dick. It is a good prank website, though. It is. I got a guy with it. Another guy we used to work with. Mm-hmm. Really nerdy dude. He doesn't work with us anymore. And uh, him and his wife oh. were really into audiobooks. Uh-huh. And... I told him the same setup that I told you, except for audiobooks. <laughs> you're, I said, oh, you got to check out this new place. Fucker. I said, it's free. Any book you could think of, it's on this website. And I'm really into audiobooks, too. And I just found out about this. It's fantastic. And he's like a real nerdy dude. His wife's real, like, uppity, very stuck up, you know, very rigid. Both of them are. And they go home <laughs> that night. <laughs> They, they both sat down to a computer and he, he's relaying this story to me the next day and uh, he was horrified by the way yeah I and, guess uh, so he goes, dude I had a nine foot dick swinging on my wall <laughs> whoa, 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 what the fuck and he goes me and my wife sat down we both had a cup of tea we were going to find a book together to listen to it I log on to the computer and said oh honey uh, this guy at work he told you about this new website we were going to check it out let's, let's go He's, like, he's sipping his tea. <laughs> his wife's right there on, looking over his shoulder. And he goes at it. And it comes up. Giant dick just swinging. And uh, he, he goes, oh, oh, my God. And he panicked. And he slams the laptop shut. <laughs> and he said he broke his laptop because he slammed it hard. You're a fucking dick. I know I'm a dick. I'm a, I'm a huge asshole. How did you not get in trouble? Admittedly, I did. I've, got, I've gotten in trouble a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that was oh, hilarious. That's fucking hilarious. You are a fucking weird bird, bro. I just, you know, You're a weird bird. I like to have fun. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. You know, just a weird fucking bird. So anyhow, <sighs> you want to do some topics of the week? Yeah, let's go. Oh, yeah, because we, we said we didn't. We we're supposed to address the topics a week, so we never did. Yeah. So we need. So to I start. got a new one up. Oh, what is it? For I think I did it for episode seven mm-hmm. or episode eight. I can't remember. Made a couple of them now. But anyhow, if you go to the website, askablackguy.com, scroll to the bottom of the page. There's a topic of the week that I put up. And self-admittedly, I don't change it every week. I try to. But I may not change it every single week. And you could fill out a little comment section. 
sometimes I'll have a survey on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it comes right to our email and people's comments and survey results come right to, right to us. Emails. So, uh, we've had some pretty good results. Mm-hmm. One of the ones, I'd say the topic that got the most, attri- um, most hits was the, uh, Wigger movement. Remember we talked about that? That was like, that was like yeah. episode, like episode three two, or something. Three. Or two. Yeah, people like that one. So we got a couple comments. I forget what the actual question was. You were like, did the Wigger movement affect affect you? Or were oh, you that's aware? what it was, yeah. The Wigger movement was offensive or insulting to the black culture. And then it was a survey. Either strongly disagreed, strongly agreed, or you were neutral. Right. Or somewhere in between. And... Uh, e- Nobody said that it was offensive. Not one yeah. person. Oh, don't give a shit. Yep. If you're offensive, we're going to check your ass immediately. You're going to get a chance to have a fucking movement. Yeah, but that was my... When we were talking about it on the show, my take on it was that it could have been considered offensive. Mm-hmm. And I thought that. So it's interesting. Nobody really thought that. Yeah, Except for me. Maybe I'm the asshole. I don't know. No, I mean, you just... We're just in your world, bro. But I think that's enlightening. You know? Well, that's what I was, the show's I was about. There. Shine your light, shine your light. Shine <laughs> on me. You know the old show, Amen? Well, uh, I've never heard George of George Jefferson before he was Jefferson? What's his name? Fred Fryer? I don't know. What's George Jefferson's real name? I don't know. It was, called, it was a show called Amen. And he was uh, like a deacon. Deacon Fry. And he had a daughter named Thelma, I think. Yeah, it was a sitcom. Oh. Black sitcom. It ties back in the old... Well, yeah, that's something that we didn't mention on that... Yeah. Uh, well, it was called Amen. It was funny. Interesting. Yeah. But continue with your... So anyhow, we had a couple comments. One was, uh, neither agree or disagree. So this, this individual was in the middle here. But he added a comment, said that white people have been stealing black culture forever. <laughs> Well, that's what I said and in episode one. Elvis Presley was the first famous wigger. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I was saying. And that's another topic I want to bring up, too. Uh, but I'll save it for another show. There was a time where uh, black culture was so stolen. Like, black people would record a song and it'd come out and it'd be a good hit. And white people would take the exact same song, whitewash it. And fucking put it back out. And then be like the number one hit. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Especially in blues. Yeah. Yeah. It was a big thing. Mm-hmm. If you remember that, uh, what was that one movie that showed it? Um, with, uh, I keep wanting to say Muddy Waters for some reason. Well, but that was... Cadillac Records. No, Muddy Waters was the band. Yeah, Muddy Waters was the boy. But uh, uh, Cadillac Records showed it perfectly. Mm-hmm. He's like, go. Oh. That was it. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of white dudes in the 50s and 60s started mimicking the mm-hmm. blues or used it for their inspiration or just straight stole it. Yeah. I mean, that's what happens today. Dude, you see, like, Justin Timberlake and shit singing like that? That's, that, that's black people. That's I see true. I see Chinese groups, soul groups, sing 
R&B Like soulful R&B Like Y'all do that shit over there Where y'all learning that <laughs> Dude like y'all It ain't no brothers Walking around China Some of them Do what bye bye Hey 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 You know What the fuck y'all get? And they fucking And they sound good too I mean good hmm. Like good I'm like fuck Got some goddamn competition like, I mean Led Zeppelin Half, their, was, half their catalog Yes yeah. well, Right from Muddy Waters Well Zeppelin always Are constantly getting sued for Ripping people off aren't they I don't know about that um, I I'm mean pretty they, sure they a couple people sued them Of saying that, that that's where they derive All their Inspiration from I mean mm. they definitely were a I'm a fan of Led Zeppelin Rock and roll Cashmere, man, in it, din in it, din in it, din in it. Where everybody says, keep saying it's Godzilla. Remember when Puff in Daddy? In the days <laughs> of my youth, I've been. No? <laughs> no, I love it. I love Led Zeppelin. Huge, oh, huge Roses! Yeah. I, re- I remember when Puff Daddy made that Godzilla uh-huh. soundtrack, though. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> he stole Cashmere from. He didn't uh, steal it. Immigrant song? Well, he didn't steal it, but he, you know, he sampled it. I think Jimmy Page played on that with him. Did he? Yeah, I think so. I think they like collaborated with him. Mm-hmm. Mm, no, yeah. Well, I don't mean steal it. I mean he sampled it. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah mm. I know what you're saying. Yeah, I like Led Zeppelin. I'm going through my my Led Zeppelin catalog now. My buddy got married uh, two years ago, and, it, and his walk-in song, him and his wife, was um, "Whole Lot of Love." You need. Cr- Cruising. That's pretty cool. Baby, I'm not fooling. I can't get down with that. A whole lot of love. He let his wife pick the entire wedding, whatever she wanted, however she wanted. He didn't give a flying fuck. He said, all I care about it's is amazing. I get to walk into a whole lot of love. And she was like, deal. And they fucking did it. That's pretty it cool. It was great. It was great. It was a good show. It was a good, good wedding. Good reception. So. All right. We got another one here. Shoot for the stars. Let's see, we had a uh, oh affirmative action. Mm. That was another one. So the survey here was, I think it was twofold. One, affirmative action is still necessary in the American workplace. And two, with all other things being equal. It, it is insulting to know you were hired because of your race. So those were the two questions. Yeah. The first one, this individual here wrote him, that strongly agree affirmative action is still necessary. Mm-hmm. Which kind of tracks with what you were saying, right? Right. On that episode. I think that was episode four or five? Can't remember. Four, I think. And then with all the things being equal, it's insulting to know where you were hired because of your race. Neither agree or disagree. And that's pretty standard across the board. But that's what, what we said when we were talking about, and we're saying if, if everybody was equal, mm-hmm. and then it came down and they hired me because of my race. Yeah, just nothing about race. Yeah, and it was like, race. that's shame on an employer, because you should have figured out why I'm a better fit over the other, the other candidate. You know, do we gel better? You just like my jokes better. Like, 
you know, am I a better personality fit? Like, don't just say, oh, he's black, we'll hire him. Check a box. Mm-hmm. You know. I think it's naive to think that that doesn't happen, though. I think that does happen. Dude, I've, I've worked at places where there was one black guy, one Asian guy, one Hispanic, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. and the rest white. <laughs> that's it. I, that's Multiple places. So, so, oh, and one woman, like one woman, one black guy, one Asian guy, one Spanish guy, mm-hmm. and the rest white. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about a staff of like 20. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. That, Check your box. Yeah, it definitely happens. Oh, of course it does. And they have to. Um, litigious society nowadays, man. You didn't have the right number of minorities. You're going to get sued. It's just how it is. No, no. Don't, no, don't say it that way. It's not about the right number of minorities. If you don't... For certain industry, absolutely it is. No. It, no, it's not you don't have the right number of minorities. It's There are qualified minorities that you choose not to hire. That's why you're getting sued. Not because you don't have the right number of minorities. No, you're right. But in the suit, if it goes back... And it comes up later. Hey, let's look at the demographic of your employees. And there's no minorities in that. Mm-hmm. You're going to lose that suit as a company. Well, they're going to ask you, how do you pick your people? And are you telling me that minorities just aren't applying for the job position? And then they're going to say, are you telling me that minorities just aren't as qualified as, you know, white people? Which in certain fields very well might be. Absolutely. Very well might be. You know, if we, if we strip it all back down to education and where everybody comes from and, you know, and the opportunities that people are given, uh, it very well might be. Yeah. So, I mean, fuck it. You got to face that. You got to face the fucking music. But I think owners of companies, I realize that's a a huge liability to them if they ever get sued for discrimination not hiring minorities and they didn't have minority hires already on their staff Mm -hmm. that does play to that narrative regardless of whether they had qualified minorities applying or not and my point is I think it's naive to think that companies don't just hire people who might not be as qualified to check that box that's, oh, that's yeah, I'm pretty sure that happens. But it also forces the employer to be more actively involved in and make a more conscious decision of his hiring pool and who he decides to pick. And I think that's what this listener's point was. Because mm-hmm. they uh, went on to add a comment. We live in a world where racism is alive and on the rise. Equality was present. Affirmative action would not be necessary. Black people must still compete on unleveled playing fields, oppressed, disrespected, and harassed, all as a part of our everyday lives. You agree with that? I agree. There it is, folks. Official ruling. <laughs> the 2020 official Black Caucus agrees. Smooth for President 2020. I am not a crook. <laughs> <laughs> this ad has been paid for by black people everywhere. 
<laughs> so you gotta do it at the end of the you know political commercials. Yeah, it's good. Mm, so fuck maybe it. you should go for president. What do you think about that? Fuck no. I got too many skeletons in my closet. They will destroy <laughs> me in the first month. I don't. That, doesn't, bo- that doesn't bother Kanye West. Oh, Kanye West. A oh, good segue. I like that. So a friend of mine was telling me about Kanye West the other the weekend. He said that Kanye West wanted to run for president, and he came. He came up with a, a great uh, kind of joke, and he was like, "Well, think about it. Why not Kanye West? Because." Uh, Obama kind of set the stage for Kanye West. It's like it's the perfect succession. Like you had a black president followed by a fucking crazy president in Trump. So the net, the next natural selection would be a a crazy black president, which is Kanye West. So I thought it was hilarious. But isn't Kanye bipolar? I mean, I don't want to say for sure, but I thought. I heard something about that like I a couple he was years bipolar. ago. Remember when he was meeting with Trump like on the regular? Yeah, it was Trump's boy. Yeah. Then he came out and was like, oh, this just is publicity stunt. And he was wearing the MAGA hat yeah. and all that. Oh, yeah. He caught some heat for that, bro. Well, he got put into the coon category. <sighs> I, I hate that, dude. The cooning. Like I those hate, two I black hate that ladies. That, those two black ladies that like. That to get up there and fucking perform for Trump, you gotta get on the Trump train, choo choo, ride the Trump train. I've you are it. cooning for the man. What the fuck is wrong with you? I don't mind you being a Trump supporter. I have a black friend. Dude is black. He knows he's black. Doesn't play any games about it. He's a Trump supporter, and he argues for Trump all the time, all the time. One of my good friends, we went to high school together. And I, I don't mind it at all. I do fact checking when he gets a little out, like far out. And I'm like, yo, no, ring it back in. Here's the facts. But, uh, you know, you can you can be a Republican. You can be a Trump supporter all you want. Don't go out there cooning for the man. Don't go shucking and driving and, and fucking being a fucking spectacle. Like, don't do that. Don't do that. It's already only three people in the fucking Republican Party. Three black people in the Republican Party. Don't don't be a fucking spectacle. Don't do that. So you're saying the black people in the Republican Party are also, air quotes, cooning? No, I didn't say that at all. Oh. I said there are there are black Trump supporters who are solid. And then there are black Trump supporters who just are fucking cooning for the man. Like those two ladies. You know what I'm talking about. No, I've seen, I've seen it. And There's if you a, haven't seen it, folks, it's fucking I forget terrible. what rally it is. There's a re- one of the recent ones. They're, they're all over the place, but one of the recent, most recent ones. Yeah, and these two black women, they get up and they give a, a very rousing pro-Trump speech at the rally. I, I have a problem with the terminology. I, I don't like it. It makes me feel very uncomfortable hearing it. And it's probably because I'm white. Um, But the whole idea of calling somebody, and again, I'll air quote this. Well, we're not not calling them a coon. That's different. We're saying you're cooning. You're behaving. Your behavior is that of the coonery. 
caliber. Like you're shucking and jiving for the man. It's so disparaging. You're being a spectacle. Because that's good. Because that's what it is. It's not a good thing. You're being made a fucking spectacle for someone else's amusement. You're a fucking gesture. You're a clown. You're projecting a bit. What if those two women... You're saying that those women don't actually have those beliefs. I don't give a fuck if that's their belief or not. I don't care about their beliefs. Don't be Why a not? fucking spectacle. So you're, so you're upset that they go out and they're boisterous about supporting Trump. Is that what you're upset about? No. I'm, not, I'm trying to it, nail this down. I don't understand the device. They're comically embarrassing to the fucking race. That's what I'm saying. They're embarrassing. I don't get that. They're embarrassing. They're, they are embarrassing to watch. As a black person, they are fucking embarrassing. I don't get that. I have a, a real hard they time play into that. They play into the stereotypes. They play into all the buffoonery to perform for white people for their entertainment. I think they're doing the opposite. Fucking, no, I don't think so. Have you, you, have you seen that last clip? Were they rolling the, the fucking... one you were showing me? Yeah. Yeah, I saw it. Terrible. What was the stereotypes that they're playing to? All the fucking... We go on the plane. They, they did the whole... The whole, like... Old black lady. Old black trying to, like... Southern kind of like draw with the old music and the whole being uh, colorful and loud like and uh, it was it was just terrible. You saw the video. You had to see the video. You had to see it. Nobody acts like that normally. Nobody acts like that. Nobody. It was the exaggeration in the music. It was the exaggeration in his speech. It was the exaggeration on black culture. It's like. When Disney used to draw the little fucking racist-ass black cartoons and they exaggerated the lips and they exaggerated the nose and they exaggerated the walk and they exaggerated the talk. Little boss. Yeah, boss. Like, that's what they were fucking doing. And they were fucking cooning on stage on the national... and the, the national light. I'm that's sure, what they were doing. I'm sure you're right. I'm sure your your perspective there is spot on. And I'm sure that a lot of other black people would see the same thing from my from a white person's perspective mm-hmm. it's it concerns me that you that you would look at somebody like that it concerns me that people will behave that way it's just so divisive you know now no. let, me, let me throw a scenario at you. okay let's say you I don't think this- it's divisive I think it's I think it's the way you don't think it's divisive? You check shit. No, it's not divisive. You're putting them in a box. Because that's how they're behaving. They're behaving in that way. So that's the box they get put right. in. It's not so they're not like they're not like a have I ever called Candace Owens a fucking coon? Yes. Like have I ever said she was cooning? Yes. I've never said Candace Owens was cooning. I told you four episodes prior that I respect Candace Owens because she's very articulate. She presents herself as a very intelligent individual. I don't agree with a lot of the shit she says at all. Okay. At all. 
her and I are complete opposites on where we stand. But I would never say that she was cooning. She's not cooning. She's very educated. She's very well spoken. And she can she can fucking present an argument and she can defend that argument. Her behavior versus those ladies' behavior oh, should things. show should show you what I mean by cooning. You can bring Candace Owens into a fucking uh, political rally, let her talk, and you would leave with a level of respect for that woman, whether you agree with her or not. You take these two little fucking assholes and let them go to that stage and start shucking and jiving for the man, for the entertainment of the white community and the Republican Party, and you walk out as an embarrassed black person. Okay. Because now that's the standard that all those white people are going to look at and hold you to. Oh, and they could come down and sing in there, swing on the play down, little president. They start singing that dumb shit and treating you like that versus treating you like Candace Owens and have a respectful conversation. That's what we're talking about when we say cooning. I see what you're saying. That is now, terrible and detrimental. Candace Owens is on a list, though, of, and I've seen this on social media, mm-hmm. where depending on whether to say who posted it or not. It's a famous black male mm-hmm. who puts her on a list of, again, mm-hmm. quote-unquote, mm-hmm. coon. So he has his own personal list. I know who you're talking about, okay. but that's not that's completely different from coon culture and cooning. Okay. Get he, air quotes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> air quotes. So you got people who are going to call you shit just because they completely disagree with you. I have black people who disagree with me on the shit that I say and where I stand and say, and they call me Uncle Tom. Mm-hmm. So she wound up on this guy's Uncle Tom list, and I know exactly what you're talking about. Kanye West is on Uncle Tom list, too. He's on the Uncle Tom list, too. Yeah. But, but Kanye West was cooning also. His behavior was coonery. Candace Owens might be on the Uncle Tom list, but her behavior was far from coonery. Okay. Far from it. Let me run a scenario by you. Okay. Because I'm going to try to get to the root of this. It's fascinating to me, and I'm confused by it. If you take these two women we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. and you put them at a Democratic rally, which is mm-hmm. called Biden's rally, mm-hmm. okay, and they were doing the same thing. Okay. Is that still coonery? So here's the difference. If you take those two women and you remove them from the Republican uh, party and you take them to the Democratic party where majority of the Democrats get the black vote anyway right right then you can look at those two women on stage and say well in this case these two women are absolutely cooning for the fucking man <laughs> it's the same fucking thing it doesn't matter what party you're doing for you're fucking cooning okay. period so that that answered my question because I was trying to figure out it. does it follow party lines is that no? It's not about it's not about it's not about who you stand for. Coonan is about your behavior, how you a, represent the culture. That's Coonan. Now how you represent the race. You think that other people would think that way too? Other black people, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Like the guy who posted the the list of quote unquote coons. Oh, would, okay. he, would he have thought that? 
What do you think? Behavior-wise, yeah. But I think his is a little deeper. I haven't really read his list. Like mm-hmm. he, he's got some other things behind it. Did he put him on the list? I don't think I don't. See, I don't agree that you can put somebody on a list for Coonan just because they have different political views. I don't have to agree with you. It seems that it goes that way, though. Well, that's because that's because people don't understand. They get wrapped up in politics. And they don't understand that politics is a very personal, is a very selfish thing. I don't have to agree with you. Politics is based on a lot of times are based on opinions. You're not right. I'm not right. You're not wrong. I'm not wrong. It's my personal opinion. It's not a fact. It can't be proven. So because we don't align with people's uh, other people's opinion, we start to name call them, and that's not fair. Like I don't give a fuck if you're Republican. I don't agree with you because my personal beliefs, my personal you know goals don't align with the Republican uh, Party or the Democratic Party. For that matter, if you're on the other side, but it doesn't mean you're wrong because it's against uh, my opinion differs from yours. It's not politics is not about right and wrong. It's about personal opinions, personal beliefs, what this motherfucker can do for me, my family, my community. It's a very personal, a very selfish thing. Politicians. So that's what it is. You know, I agree. So so to get mad and call people names. Because uh, you don't your your thoughts and opinions don't align with mine, it's terrible. You I know, agree. so I don't so I don't care who you align with. I'm more so worried about how detrimental your behavior is on the on the group as a whole. So I don't give if those two ladies was at Trump rally or they was at a fucking Joe Biden rally. Cooning is cooning. Well, that makes me feel a little better about the situation. I was very concerned when I start hearing that kind of language mm-hmm. and that kind of divisiveness. It's, it, it's concerning. Well, it should but be because it's up, concerning to us too. But to wrap up what you were saying mm-hmm. or summarize it, it's more behavior, right? You, yeah. You're saying it doesn't yes. necessarily follow political it's that, lines. It's that old, ignorant, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Is a good fucking word. It's that old. Ignorant, fucking old-minded, traditional, like... No, not even traditional. It's just like... Mm, I, don't, I can't explain it, man. It's just like you just gotta, like... It's like... It's, it, almost, I, it almost takes me back, and I almost want to say superior, inferior kind of, like, relationship. And I, I, But it's not really that. It's that, but it's not really that. And I can't really articulate it right now. And it's, and it's frustrating me because I can't really get it out. Yeah, I mean... I'm glad we talked about this. Yeah. Because it's, it's something old... I see on social media a lot. It's a narrative that yeah. gets pushed. Mm-hmm. And watching that kind of divisiveness within the black community. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to understand. Feelings there, there, that are harbored. There are. There are. There is divisiveness yeah. in the black community. And like I said, it goes all the way back to slavery. It goes all the way back when we talked about the Willie Lynch system. I told you, when Willie Lynch came, he said, listen, you want to cause discourse amongst the slaves. You want to treat the dark-skinned slaves better than treat the light-skinned slaves. You want to treat the house slaves better than treat the field slaves. And that was passed down for generation to generation to generation. Light-skinned people versus dark-skinned people. Like, this shit, there's always divisiveness. 
there will always be divisiveness. Educated people versus uneducated street people. Street people versus school people. Like in the community, in the culture. Like it's this is these are learned behaviors that have been passed down from generation to generation to generation. So there will always be divisiveness. The thing is, you have to be able to see it, understand what is what, you know, what is legit and what is based uh, falsely in personal opinion. What can be, how to separate the facts from people's personal opinions because people get emotional and they allow their personal feelings to judge, to, uh, to cloud their judgment. And they can't make a, um, like an unbiased conscious decision based on fact and logic. And they just get emotional and, and then all logic goes out the window. Yeah, I mean, I think where my concern lied was that certain individuals were trying to silence and cancer culture Mm-hmm. These quote unquote coonery acting individuals, mm-hmm. right? Like those two women shouldn't be silenced, right? Nobody said they should be silenced. Okay, then that's nobody said they should be silenced. Nobody said they should be silenced. But we're definitely gonna call out your, your coonery bullshit. Yeah, but if you're trying to discredit them by calling them that. No, isn't that the same not, thing? As no, I'm not discrediting you. I'm like, you would you would never get my respect as a human being acting that way, behaving that way. You won't, and you won't get the respect of anybody behaving that way. But you know what you will get? A lot of white people laughing at you because you are funny and entertaining to watch, and nobody will ever take you serious. I see where you're getting at. Yeah. Period. Listen, you brought a lot of clarity. I'm glad we talked it out. I try. Because, like I said, I see it all the time come across my feed, and uh, it bothers me every time I read it. It really does. Mm -hmm. Not many things make me get emotional Mm -hmm. and angry, but when I I see that and I see that kind of divisiveness, I just, I felt that it really detracted Mm -hmm. from a common goal and uh, I just didn't get it. But but let me put you, it in perspective you definitely for you. Cleared up a little bit. Let me put it so in perspective. We learned something you. today. If you saw me walking down the street, right, and I'm smoking weed, I got my pants down below my ass, boxers fully showing. I'm loud. I'm ignorant. I'm cursing. Fuck this, fuck that, smoking weed down the street. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Would you associate yourself with me? No. That's how black people look at the coonery bullshit. Interesting. Is that, is that behavior considered coonery? What you just described? No, that's different. By your guidelines, you know, fulfilling stereotypes mm-hmm. or whatever, <laughs> wouldn't that fall in that category? Mm-hmm. No, that's different. Why? Because you got to understand the culture that comes from. That's that's prison culture. That's prison culture. I've Pants down that. behind. You never heard of prison culture? No. Pants down below your ass is prison culture. You're in jail for a long time. The dudes used to pull their pants down about below the ass to advertise themselves. Like yo, I'm yo, I'm I'm out. What's up? Come get me. In jail? Yes. Really? Yes. You get a lot that? of dudes that were gay in jail. That's where that comes from. 
Are you serious right now? Yeah, I'm dead serious. That's where sagging your fucking pants come from. A lot of dudes were in jail. They were getting banged in the ass. Can we fact check this? Is there any way to fact check this? This is a... This is blowing my mind. You can can fact check it. But a lot of dudes were gay in jail. And they were advertising themselves. Like, hey, you know, I'm with it. I'm with the shits. Let's go. They would wear their fucking pants below the ass. Think about it. Think about... So why is that cool... Because people came outside. because people came home from prison after being in prison for 10, 15 years, and that's where who are walking around in the streets, and little kids see that, and they emulate the people they see. They think this guy's cool, like, oh, he's this, he's that, and that. Like, and they do the same thing. That's I'm, where that comes from. I love the show. Second dude. your pants. Second your pants come from <laughs> prison culture. That's prison culture. I never would have known that. Dude, they'd be in prison. If we was in prison and you was my bitch and I was fucking Hold on. selling you to everybody for a pack of cigarettes, you would walk around with your fucking hand in my pocket. And you would walk around with your hand in my pocket. And everywhere I go, you would fucking go. And your pants would be sagged down and I'll sell you to anybody on the block that fucking want to do whatever they want to do to you. Why am I your bitch? I'm not going to be your bitch. I'm just saying. I'm just saying for just for argument purposes. Very insulting to think that you can be my bitch. What? Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm offended by that. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> 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 but that's where that comes from. Tagging that's that's prison culture. That's, that's crazy. different. So you gotta you gotta understand, people. I'm trying to tell you, there are things that happen today. That comes from a place that's deeply rooted inside the black community. The black community has been under attack since they've fucking been in this country. I'm going to give you a couple examples. We could turn them into major topics later. And people out there, I want you to fucking do the research and check in. Think about it. You ever heard of Black Wall Street? Like I said, Tulsa, Oklahoma. They got bombed, right? They were a thriving black community. They had their own, like... Uh, you know, stock market and all that shit like that. Uh, on, businesses, schools. Slow down. Back up. You said a lot of shit there. That was confusing to me. You, called, you said Black Wall Street. Mm-hmm. And then you said Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And then you said they're bombing. They got bombed from the race riots. They were a thriving black community. In Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tulsa, Oklahoma. And what happened was they got bombed. So I, I think the story goes, a white woman was walking by somewhere... She said some black dude whistled at her or some shit. Two white dudes came and tried to kill a black dude. Mm. A little boy. Two black dudes, a couple black dudes killed the white people. The white people came back, got mad. They, uh, they, it was a race riot. The mm. white people came and attacked the black town. It was a fucking race riot. And they dropped bombs on the town too. It was one of the worst race riots in history. When was this? Uh, hold on, let's Google it right now. I've never heard of this. They don't teach. They don't teach black history in That's school. Crazy. They teach the shit that they want to teach you. And I, I, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. What's, watch this. Hold on, people. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tulsa, Oklahoma massacre, 1921. 1921. Wow. Uh, 1920. May 31st, 1921. <clears throat> and this is a reading directly offline. The Tulsa race massacre, also called the Tulsa race riot. Uh, the Greenwood Massacre, or Black Wall Street Massacre, took place on May 31st, June 1st, 1921. 
<coughs> excuse me, were mobs of white residents, many of them deputized and given weapons by city officials, attacked residents and businesses of Greenwood District in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's a whole thing. You got to do your. It's on the History Channel. They got a whole fucking show on it. I've never heard of that. So, <clears throat> you, people keep saying black people need to grab themselves by the bootstraps and fucking go. Man, every time they do, white people come and fuck them up. Tulsa, Oklahoma, rise. You destroyed a whole thriving black community. You ever hear of Seneca Village? No. Seneca Village was in New York. It was a place where they had. Uh, hospitals and churches and, and, and fucking thriving black businesses and, and thriving black culture. You know what they did? They bulldozed it down and put in Central fucking Park in New York. It's called Seneca Village. Why are you yelling at me? I get I get I get frustrated. Cause this shit goes back. So it's it's a lot of shit that happens. You're saying Central Park. <clears throat> used to be it used to be called Central Seneca Village. Village, it was a it's a black community, a thriving black community. There was hospitals, there were churches, there were businesses. They were they had they shit together. Mm-hmm. New York came, bulldozed it down, and put in fucking Central Park. Look up Seneca Village. Wow. There's so much shit that happens to black people throughout time that white people don't teach in history. Mm-hmm. And they don't teach you in the schools. They don't teach you this. And they refuse to teach people this. So if you don't go above and beyond and go and find independent education, you'll never know. This shit is documented. So when you see black people in the street all fucked up, you don't know why. You just assume that they're just being lazy. No, they've been systematically fucked up for years. The fucking housing authority. Two dudes in New York, right? They wanted to buy houses. They wanted to build houses. They couldn't get money from the banks. They built fucking houses a bunch of houses so they built a bunch of houses on outside the city in the suburbs and they had to go to the government to get their fucking loans the fha loans basically the hud loans or whatever and the government said oh we'll give you these loans it was like billions of dollars we'll give you these loans to build these houses but it was a this was a law by the government you cannot sell these houses to black people you can't sell them to black people and it's written in the clause that you can't rent to black people. How long ago was this? Because uh, again, you're, you're spouting off facts I've never heard about. Dude, I got because they don't teach you guys this shit. No, I get that. Uh, I got it. Let's see. And I believe you. Just you know, I don't. Um, I'll post a video on uh, Insta. On Instagram. All right. I'll post it on Instagram because I have a whole video of it too, and it, and it goes to show like. They were saying that you can't even rent the black people and they wrote it in the clause that when they go to sell a house, you can't. These are still these are still laws today. They don't enforce it, obviously. Well, they can. I mean, that's so goes against the federal law. Yeah. So but this was this was federal law. That's what I'm saying. So the average house was like eight thousand dollars back in the day. So anybody who bought that house, anybody who worked can buy that afford that house. Even black people. They told you don't sell this shit to black people. Don't rent it to black people. So that house that was $8,000 turns into $20,000 to $100,000 to $225,000 to $400,000 to $500,000. And they pass that wealth down to their children, to their children, to their children. And that's how you create the whole generational wealth thing. And black people have been blocked out since the fucking beginning. Like, people don't understand it. Like, black, 
the black community has been under attack in America since the beginning of time. You know what? Even here's another thing. Slavery was over, right? You know what they did with the slaves? I told you about the sharecropping, right? So when slavery was over, a lot of black people didn't have anywhere to go. They didn't have anything to do. You know what happened? The United States government enacted a law called loitering. This is when a prison system was created. When now you got black people just standing around, they get arrested and go to jail. There's another way to get their slaves back. You put them in jail. So you're saying the law, loitering law, yes, was predicated, yes, based on black people standing around. Yes, they didn't they have. They didn't to- have anything to do. They didn't have anything to do. They didn't have anywhere to go. They didn't have any land. They didn't have any homes. When black people got free, they were supposed to be given 40 acres in the mule. They didn't get it. Some people did get it. And then the next president after Lincoln came back and was like, no, fuck that. They took it back. They took it back. So now black people didn't have housing. They didn't have jobs. They were out on the streets. And now they created this law called loitering. And now they created the police system. And they would just go around and arrest black people and throw them in jail. Now for loitering. They ain't got nowhere to go. You, you set them free with no means or anything. And you keep fucking them up over and over again. Every, you do know, everybody knows that even in the 80s, CIA pumped the fucking black community full of crack cocaine. The CIA did that? Are you, are you, are you serious? I've never heard of this. The CIA I'm was trying to fund too. the Contra, right? And they needed money from the Congress. Congress told them, no, they're not giving them money. So what they did was they flew cocaine in. Where are black people in the city getting cocaine from? They flew the cocaine in, sold it to black people, took the money after they made crack and sold it back and funded the Contra Wars. Hmm. They got in trouble for that. This is history. They got found out about that. Interesting. They, they pumped that. the black communities full of crack cocaine. The CIA did this. This isn't a conspiracy. This is what they got caught doing. Well, I'm just saying, I know it might not be, if it's real. So, so this is what I'm saying. And then, so then they create the war on drugs after that, mm-hmm. which incarcerates black people at a, a ridiculously high rate. It's a farce. Then you got people who are fucking uh, hooked on crack cocaine, hooked on heroin, or, or in and out of jail all and over, over and over again. Not getting help, not getting treatment. They're just getting in jail where they get access to more drugs for some fucking reason. I don't know how drugs keep finding way in the prison. And then they get released. Then they go back in the cycle. They're on those drugs again. They get arrested and released. Arrested and released. Meantime, while they're in prison, they're making license plates. They're making clothes for pennies on a dollar. And, and then, they, then they're selling. It's slave labor all over again. You never thought it was funny that how when black people were hooked on drugs, it was the war on drugs. Now all these white kids are hooked on heroin and all this shit. Oh, we got to help them. It's, it's not, a, it's not. It's a disease. It's a disease. Yeah. Now, now, now you want to help people because all these rich white kids are getting hooked on heroin that you meant for the, the black people. Mm-hmm. And now it's a disease. Now you want to give them help. What about all the motherfuckers from the 80s and 90s and 2000s that you kept throwing in jail over and over again? Those motherfuckers are suffering for the same thing. And guess what? Now they got records and they never got help. But when it affects white America, now all of a sudden it's a it's an issue. Hmm. It's it's systematic racism? 
There you go. That's a good over explanation. And of it. Over and over and over again. It's fucked up. That's why I love this show, dude. It's fucked up. And people, I challenge you, fact check me. Because sometimes I'm wrong. Fact check me. Please fact check me. We'll own it if we're wrong. Right? I will own it. I will come and apologize. Or straighten me out. I might, I might get some shit mixed up. Fact check me. But black people, the black community is constantly under attack. Constantly. And it's not that we can't, you know, do our own thing. It's not that we're lazy. No, we just got a lot of shit that we got to deal with. A lot of obstacles. A lot of fucking obstacles. For like, so it's not that black people can't succeed because we we have constant examples of being able to succeed throughout sure. adversity throughout the entire history of this country. It's not that we can't. We just want a fair shake. Give us a fair chance. That's all we're saying. Give us a fair fucking chance. We deal with shit over and over and over again. The big question is, do you think you have better chance now than you did, you know, in the 70s, I don't know. I would 60s, like to, I would 50s, like to say 40s. yeah. I would like to say yeah, but it, I mean, shit keeps coming up. And it's fucking frustrating. It's frustrating because people don't know the history. Yeah, they don't know the know history, that. and they don't teach this shit. Mm-hmm. So you think like, oh, you this, this, and that. You guys are just being lazy. No, we're not being lazy. We don't get the same opportunities, the same advantages that a lot of these other people get, like all the other, other races, white people in specific, specifically speaking. That's a good point. Like, what about Hispanics? Mm-hmm. Are they, do they face a lot of the same issues? Hispanic. I feel, I feel that they, that they don't face a lot of the same issues. And I don't know why that is. They, no, they get their shit too. Like, Hispanics, Hispanics and Mexicans are about to be the new black people. They're about to be the new black people. Hmm. I don't know if I agree with that or not. Okay. Um, when I'm basing that on what I've seen recently with the riots, the protests, mm-hmm. BLM, all this. I've noticed that there's not a ton of Hispanics in these protests. It's mostly white people mm-hmm. and black people. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying that. I'm sure there's some sprinkled in. Mm-hmm. But when I'm watching these in person, in real life, mm-hmm. I'm not seeing a lot of Hispanics. No, people. I agree. And I wonder why that is. I don't know. I don't even know. I don't know. I can't speculate on why. I can't either. But uh, that's a fact. I know that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm watching it firsthand. You'll, you'll see it. You, you might not see them out that much, but uh, it's going to reach them. They're going to wake up to like, oh, shit, here we go next. We're up next. If, if, if Trump campaign didn't show anything, show that the Mexicans are under attack. Now I'll use your uh, narrative that you were just telling everybody mm-hmm. where, you know, America freed slaves then you had all these people without any real skills or property or no they had ability. skills they had skills they but the skills were working on the farms yeah. you, you, that was their skills like if you if you grow up a slave for 30 years guess one thing you know how to do work and tend a fucking farm that's true which means you can feed yourself you can provide for yourself and your family but you don't have any means to gain land you, you never was able to earn any money from the day you were born. And you work from sun up to sundown. You work 12-hour days, 
No regular pay, no overtime, nothing. Now, these farms still existed, though. So wouldn't the slaves have then just been paid workers on these farms? Or no? Sharecropping. Oh, you said the sharecropping. Yeah, so what happens right. is the slaves will go back to the farm like, hey, we'll work for you. And the farmer's like, all right, yeah, work for us. We'll pay you $5 a week. You can stay in this shack. And then when it's time for the slave to get paid, the farmer's like, oh, you actually owe us $1.50 because you, you're renting our shacks, you're using our tools, you're eating our food, so you actually owe us. It was another way of, another form of slavery. There was right. all kinds of shit put in place. Yeah. Over and over again. Loopholes, if you will. Just all kinds of shit. Yeah. This is why, but listen, mm-hmm. I mean, the shit's been fucked up. That's why when you when people talk about the flag and and then July Fourth and all that shit, it's like, oh, it's Independence Day. Yeah, it's Independence Day for white people, not for black people. When the Constitution said that fucking black people aren't people, they're property, and they're two thirds of a person, not even a, a real person. Mm-hmm. They're not a whole person. They're two thirds of a person. You can't vote. You can't own land. Like, come on, man. This shit, like, you think back, this shit, this country for, you know, not you specifically, for your grandfather and your great-grandfather is different than mine. My father is 62. My mom's 61. They were born in 58, 59. You know, when they were born, the, uh, the Voting Rights Act wasn't passed yet? They couldn't vote. It's not my grandfather. Not my great-grandfather. Parents. My mother and my father could not vote legally in this country without being discriminated against. So you think that doesn't have an effect? Like I said, politics is personal. You vote for who you put in place, who's going to do for your community. Black people had no voice. It was all white people. You can do whatever you want. You know? And then you get like the, the redlining of neighborhoods and shit like that. Like, what the fuck do you think was going to happen? They ain't got nobody to help them. They ain't got nobody there as a representation. Yeah. Black people, my father, my mother, I'm 36 years old. I fucked up another podcast said I was 37, but I'm, I'm really 36. I did the math. So <laughs> my parents were born in this country without the right to vote. Not my grandparents, not my great grandparents, my direct fucking parents. You think that didn't affect them growing up? You think it doesn't affect this generation now growing up? No, it does. People, wake the fuck up. Hello? Why are you yelling at me again? I'm not yelling at you. I'm just saying, like, people walk around like, oh, black people, they got it so good. No, they've been fucked over century, I mean, uh, decade after decade after decade. After decade. I'm optimistic, though. I would love to be optimistic, but I'm also realistic. You don't think? Think what? That it's going to get better? Thirty. Years I would from love now? for it to get better. I don't know when it'll get better. As you get farther away from that generation that has experienced that? Bro, we've been fighting this fight for hundreds of years. It should have been gotten better. It should have been gotten better. Slavery's been over for over oh, 100 years. 100 years now. Yeah. It should have been answers. gotten better. 100 years is not a lot of time to change your mind. Oh, I think it's plenty of time. It should have it been gotten better. It's the culture. It's the society. It's the country. It's their history. 
It's in their system. I, I seen a perfect meme the other day that said uh, racism is so American that when you fight against racism or stand up against racism, people think that you're fighting the country itself or you're fighting against America itself or you don't like America itself. I can't get the exact. Actually, you know what? I got the fucking. Let me find it. Because uh, I want to be, I want to be very specific when I say this, because it, it it struck a nerve with me when I read it. So I want to make sure I I say it right. And uh, where is it? Where is it? I think everybody understands. No, no. It said this specifically. It says, "Racism is so American that when you protest it, people think you're protesting America." And I that was the truest shit. I ever read in my fucking life. Um, I see where I see what you're saying. I think what happens though is when people protest racism, mm-hmm. they project racism on me, for instance. Okay, personally, or they project racism on. All white people. It may not be well, necessarily how you, an attack. How can you? How can you? It may not be necessarily an attack on the country. Mm-hmm. But if somebody's sitting there calling me a racist mm-hmm. just because I'm white, mm-hmm. I have a problem with that. You ever and, think and it, that's happened many times? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it has. But have you, but welcome to being black. Hey, because people because people assume that you act and behave and are going to do a certain thing or a certain way just because you're black. I don't. And that's my point. Yeah, but you and don't. I think, and I think the majority mm-hmm. of white people do not think like that. You, can, you, can't, you can't speak for the majority of white people. Like, uh, I can't speak for the majority of black people. You know what my personal experience is? I understand I can't speak for everybody. Do you, do you know what my personal experience but, is? And this is going to sound fucked up. I expect every white male over the age of 55 to be inherently racist until they prove me otherwise. That way, when it happens, I'm not fucking shocked. That's my that's my viewpoint. That's how I have to go into situations like, all right, this is the possibility this dude could be racist. So if it happens, don't freak the fuck out. Prepare for it. Yeah, that's, that's how I gotta walk into a situation when I meet new older white people. Sure, that's a defense mechanism that's that you've built up over time based on experience. Based on my experience. Sure. Yeah. You know, I do I that. do I think all white people are racist? No, but I'm prepared for the fact that if they are, all right, fuck it. Here's we go. Th- this is a reality for me. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is what I have to be prepared so I'm not thrown off my fucking game. So when it happens, I already know, all right, here's plan B. That's how that's how black people walk around. So yeah, I get that they're projecting racism onto you, but this is the shit that they had to deal with for so fucking long that everybody that they've come in contact with has been racist on some kind of level or has some kind of bias on some level that it presents as racism. So it's not you in particular. It's like every time I deal with these motherfuckers, this is the shit that I deal with. It's like black people and cops. Every time, dude, you get pulled over to cops, every black man, when he see the fucking lights go in the back, they fucking, the heart fucking speed up and the stomach drop. Like, fuck, here we go. It's a negative feeling. Very negative. Even I- cops that are black feel that way when they get pulled over. <laughs> it's fucked up. I get that. I would get that way. Like if a cop pulls up behind me, and I see red lights, 
I, but I what I'm saying feeling. is that's the that's the that's the reason. So every time we deal with this group, this is the shit we usually get. So now I'm preparing that when this shit comes from this group again, mm-hmm. I already know. Like I'm preparing to deal with this shit from this group. So if they're projecting onto you, and what I'm saying is right, but if they're projecting onto you, it's because every time they dealt with this fucking group of people, this is the shit that they got. Or majority of the time, this is the shit that they got. So it's like, all right, here we go. Fucking go. You know what's you know what's fucked up with me? I'm walking down the street. I told you where I live. You know where I live, my neighborhood. What's fucked up with me is I walk past people, especially older people, and sometimes they speak. Older white people. They speak to me. And the fucked up part about it is that I'm shocked that they spoke to me. Why why do I have to walk around like, oh my God, you spoke to me? Because normally you wouldn't even look them out. You won't even make eye contact. They look down the street. They cross the fucking street. They don't even say anything to me. So when so when older white people speak to me, it fucking throws me off. Like, because I'm already expecting them to fucking avoid me. And they speak. And I'm like, holy shit. And I'm caught off guard. And I'm like, oh, hey. Like, oh, hey, how you doing? Isn't that projection, though? That thought process of... Inherently thinking that a white guy's going to be rated as a racist, can't speak. Isn't that racist? Couldn't that be considered a racist no. thought? No. On it's, your it's part? Me, no, it's me preparing myself for the bullshit that I possibly could face. Listen, I'm delighted when I meet a, a white dude or an older white dude, especially an older white dude, that's cool as fuck. Because I'm like, all right, I'm expecting this dude to be a fucking dick. And if he's not, great. That's great. I welcome it. But when he is, I've already prepared myself to deal with his ass. Now, what if I told you white people have that same reaction with black people? But that's racist. Right? That's the narrative. If I went, as a white guy, if I expected every black guy I came across to be a dick, Mm Hmm. But I'm shocked when they're not. That's a racist but, thought. But let me ask you a question. Me, so here's, but it's not for you? So here's the thing. I, I didn't say it was racist. I, well, no, it's not. that's not racist. That's based on their experience. But here's the thing. You have black people that have way more experience with white people than you have white people who have the experience with black people. Black people interact, inter, interact with white people on a daily basis. Think about it. When you go home in your town, right... You go out to the market, you go to the gas station. How many black people are you actively engaging with? Like talking to? Yeah, actively engaging with. Whether you got to buy something from them, ask them to pump your gas, mm-hmm. knock on the neighbor's door. How many, how many black people are you actively engaging with? I don't know. That's a hard question to answer. On a daily basis, I can guarantee you black people actively engage. I mean, talk to... Buy something from some kind of transfer from with white people two or three times a day on a daily basis. So we have way more experience with white people than white people do in black people. Because guess what? We come down town, we work in multicultural environments, mm-hmm. and we shop in multicultural environments. And sometimes we go back home and there's other races in our neighborhoods. So we deal with other people. When you go to white neighborhoods, the majority of the neighborhoods are white. 
The majority of the stores are white. The majority of the, plur- the majority of the employees in there are white. So you guys are constantly dealing in a white bubble in your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So you don't have as many experiences with black people as black people do with white people. So it's not that it's racist. It's that I deal with 200 white people in a week, and out of 200, 120 of them are assholes. Where you deal with three, five, ten black people in a week. Mm-hmm. You know? I see what you're saying. Like, I mean, and, and I'm not, I'm not saying that's absolute for everybody. I but, see what you're saying. You're saying the, the experience, your experience has more weight. Not more weight. I have a larger subject, a, a larger sample size, right? Gotcha. To make my to make my uh, conclusion, you know, or my hypothesis. I have a larger sample size. Doesn't mean I'm always going to be right, but this is based on the 1,000 people I came into contact with over a week versus your 10. You know? Yeah, I get you. I see what you're saying. You're exposed to that thought process more than I am. Right. It still doesn't take away from the point I was trying to make earlier is that if you and I have that same exact thought that you described, mm-hmm. I think I would be called a racist way before you would be called a racist for having the well, same exact you, thought. Uh, because you think what? What were you saying? My point was, you were saying that you're shocked. You expect. I expected it. White, uh, older white male. To ignore me. Or, or to be or racist. Or to be racist. Yeah. And then when they're not. and I'm shocked. They're talking, they're shocked. Or I'll take it. If I had that, mm-hmm. or if another older white male had mm-hmm. that same exact opinion That you expect a black people a black to be racist towards, towards white people? Yes. Uh-huh. You wouldn't be called a racist at all. Oh, that's I, I your disagree. Pers- no, that's, that's your personal opinion. You. The only time you'd be called a racist if you allow that to affect the way you treat a person. I would say that would have been true a decade ago. But the definition of racism right now and being a racist has drastically changed. You could be a racist for anything. <laughs> well, then again, that's, what, that's that when we go around. back. No, that's when we go back to personal opinions versus facts. You call me a racist, why? Because you, I don't agree with your... Everything I can say on this show, you don't have to agree with. Everything I just said this whole hour, you don't have to agree with. But it doesn't change the fact that it's a fact. It's, everything I stated are facts. You don't have to agree with it. They're facts. Now, if I say some shit like, black people had it hard, we always get the short end of the stick, that's my opinion. But I backed it up with facts to why I feel that way. You could say, oh, I don't think you had a heart. You had a little bit of adversity, but that's what makes you tough. Or that makes give you character. That's your opinion. I can't tell you you're wrong because that's your opinion. I can't argue your opinion. I can only state facts. So when you say people are saying you could be called a racist because of anything, that's them being closed-minded, unarticulate, and pushing their personal feelings and personal opinions on you without being able to back it up with facts. And that's why I said, you can have the feelings that you have. 
you can't control your feelings because they're based on your experience. The only time you become a racist is when you allow it to affect the way you would treat a person of a different race because of what you what you think. Like if I treat you different than I treat you know uh, a black person, uh, just basis because you're white, that's racism. Now, if I treat you a certain way because <clears throat> based on my experiences, I feel like you're going to behave in a certain way, then I'm, I'm prepping myself for that. I'm not a racist. I'm internalizing my legit concerns and my legit fears. Now, if you tr- prove me wrong, then okay. Then I need to act accordingly and adjust. And I'd be like, okay, this guy is not what I thought he was, so let me treat him accordingly. That's the proper way to do it. But if I say, no, fuck this white guy. I'm still going to treat him like you white. That's racist. That was well said. It's long-winded. I'm long-winded like a <laughs> motherfucker. I can't help but it. It was well said, actually. And uh, Oh, thank you. Well, I'm serious. That's the kind of narrative that gives me optimism. Uh, based on what I see every day on the news. Can't trust the news. It's not very fucking opti- optimistic, man. Can't trust the news. No. No. It's, it's, uh, there's definitely a bend to it. But listen, man, we uh, we said it all today. We said a lot. We, we did still had, like a lot of topics, topics on the table. <laughs> but you know what? This was good shit today. I actually I like learned it. a lot. Well, I did, bro. I'm telling you, people, we gotta educate ourselves. Black people, I implore you to educate yourselves. White people, more importantly, because you need to learn the history of black people. You need to learn the history of your neighbors, of the people you live with, and you can understand them better. Like, we have to. We all have to learn about each other. We all have to teach each other. That is our jobs, to teach each other everything we know. Spread knowledge. That's our job, period. So. Well said, Smith. This is how we bridge the Thank gap. You. you got to, man. You know? Now, if everybody could get along like you and I do. The world would be a better place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so fuck it. I love you, man. I love you too, man. <laughs> What's the song? This land is your land. This land is my land. All right, man. <sighs> Let's wrap it up. Wrap it up. I'll take it. Remember that commercial? Yeah, you said that already on another episode. Did I? Yeah. Yeah, you're a broken record, bro. You said wrap it up, then that's the only way I would have said it. So who's the real broken record? I'm just responding to my environment. Good point. Mm. Follow us at Ask a Black Guy. Check out our website, askablackguy.com. Anything else? Any other plugs? Uh, Old brother. Go down to old brother. Get you a cheesesteak. 206 Market Street, Philadelphia, PA, 19106. Tell them Ask a Black Guy sent you. Slim and Smooth sent you. And get a cheesesteak and get the uh, the truffle fries, the garlic parmesan truffle fries. They're good. But you can get whatever you want. There's a whole list of exotic ass french fries, and they're good. So There you go. And on that note, until next time. There you go. See you.